You are listening to Justice for All, a podcast about law, sports, entertainment, and more. Justice for All is hosted by Philadelphia super lawyers Josh Scarpello and Pierre Latour. Ladies and gentlemen, put your hands together for Josh Scarpello! All right, welcome back, everybody. Josh Garpello here along with Pierre Latour, where we have convened an emergency meeting of the uh, you know Philadelphia Eagles and NFL uh, fan club. We so much happened after our first podcast discussing only round one of the NFL draft. The bombshell we learned did not come until the second night, and all of our predictions, and we have. Uh, with us, um, Rich Bobby. Say hello, Rich. Rich, hello. Yeah, and we and we've added. We've also added in Casey Parker. Hello, Casey. Uh, hi, how you doing, Josh? Thank you. And uh, might I say, Dallas sucks. Dallas does <laughs> suck. But all our predictions for Eagles and Dallas. I, ironic in light of what happened last week. But yeah, I take your point. Right. We were all at the end of the, our first podcast. We, you know, I asked everybody, "Well, what do you predict for night two? And I don't think any of us, Pierre, could have predicted that the Eagles would make the absolutely best pick in the draft, number fifty-three overall from Oklahoma by way of Alabama, Tuscaloosa. Hurts so good, Jalen Hurts. I mean, is there any? Is there any? Is there any disagreement here that this was a fabulous pick? Go ahead, discuss. Great pick. <laughs> I mean, I, the Eagles are just so far ahead of the curve in using a second-round pick, a top-60 pick, to back up the quarterback they just gave $128 million to. So, I mean, in that sense, yeah, absolutely wonderful pick. Howie Roseman is an absolute genius. He is unparalleled in his ability to draft and develop players. And really, outside of, like, you know, doing the salary cap stuff, I'm just stunned that the Eagles haven't won two or three Super Bowls at this point based well, upon his leadership in the front office. First of all, let's – let's being sarcastic. Yes, come on. Let's bring in Superfan here now for, for some reason, rational explanation. I mean, this strategy did win – did pay off as recently as 2017, did it not, when they, brought, when they paid a lot for a backup quarterback and brought him in? Rich? All right. I'm going to take you back to 2016, okay? <laughs> April. A young kid from North Dakota is drafted by your Philadelphia Eagles, right? Right. Sam Bradford was the incumbent quarterback of the Philadelphia Eagles at that time. He was coming off of a season where he played in 14 games. They were 7-7. Seven and seven. He didn't have a bad year at all. He was set to be the starter going into uh, going into 2016. They go, Howie moves up, does what he has to do to go get the franchise guy, Carson Wentz. At that point, Sam Bradford was 28 years old. Carson Wentz is 27 years old now. So Carson was about, you know, Doing the math, he was 23 when he got uh, when he got selected. Right, Jalen Hurts is 21. I think 
that this kind of falls into what the Eagles do. Now, don't get me wrong. I was very surprised uh, when the pick came in and it was Jalen Hurts. But looking back on it, this is consistent with what this front office has done. I don't think. (laughs) True. True. (laughs) Well, listen. Paid off last time. Uh, Listen. Wait, wait, wait. Can we stop the Trump press conference right now? Can we just stop the Trump? I mean, this is, I mean, I'm all for revisionist history and making up shit, which is what you're doing. But Absolutely you just literally compared Sam Bradford to Carson Wentz. Let's right? bring well, in Casey Parker. Let's no, bring listen, in Casey right, Parker. First of all, Pierre, what you have to say means nothing because the, the, the Cowboys are always the champions of every offseason. And when we talk about revisionist history, I mean, history is all Cowboys fans talk about is history. Mm-hmm. And each year on paper, uh, Trayvon Diggs, are we going so stacked? And then just watch him <laughs> blow it again. Blow it again. What I will He's say, scared. I was so surprised, so surprised at the pick. But I probably am the only Eagles fan out there that is not pissed at the pick. Why? If there's one thing you can say, <laughs> is the Why backup, not? Quarterback, backup quarterback position for this football team is extremely important. Now, I have faith in Carson Wentz that he will stay healthy, but now you're going to a 17-game season, all right? Another game for somebody to get hurt. I do think that they'll use him in other ways, but I think they drafted him to be a quarterback. Last year, I think it was last year, Josh Rosen was flipped for a first-round pick. Josh Rosen. True. I don't think that's accurate, but go that's ahead. True. It's yeah, true. They got rid of him uh, from uh, the Cardinals. Got rid of him as soon as they brought him. Brought in um, a first-round first pick. round pick. Yeah. Josh Rosen. <laughs> now look, I don't. I'm not saying that this is apples to apples with the Bradford situation, but Sam Bradford was a former number one pick. He had, he had. This is like the uh, this is like the Genesis book of of the Eagles like Super Bowl book. (laughs) In the beginning, there was Sam Bradford, and he was kind of sucky. But then Teddy Bridgewater busted his ankle in camp, and then a a whole series of dominoes fell into place, which led us to bringing in full Super Bowl MVP. Can we just let's just look at this objectively and logically? Okay, so there's only a couple of different explanations for what. The, Phil- the Eagles did, right? right? One explanation could be they drafted him, as Casey says, to be their backup quarterback, which would be remarkably stupid, but let's say they did it, right? Because you don't burn the number 53 pick to draft a backup. Here's why this also, that makes no sense. He's not NFL ready, right? He was not a pro, st- he's not Joe Burrows, right? He is a guy that lost the starting job in Alabama. Why? Because he can't throw the football, right? He was replaced at halftime in the championship game, okay? That's only a, because they had two or three guys just as good at him as him on the bench. football, right? He's right. an athlete. And listen, I'm not saying he's a bad football player. I'm not saying he's a bad quarterback. But if Carson Wentz, if Carson Wentz gets injured in week five, you're not you're not putting in Jalen Hurts, right? It, uh, you, if you are a necessity, then you're stupid. Jameis Winston just signed a one-year deal for less money than Jalen Hurts is going to make on his rookie deal, right? 
Why wouldn't you rather have famous Jameis if you had to have an emergency starter, right? Or Cam Newton or Andy Dalton, who got released today. These guys can all be – there's a glut on the market right now of decent backups. Never mind the fact that what's the rule, though, normally in the NFL is that if your starter goes down, you're fucked, right? So drafting him as a backup is just ridiculously stupid, right? So let's assume that's not the reason, right? Correct. What could the other reasons be? The other reasons could be uh, maybe the Eagles have completely lost faith in Carson Wentz and they think either he can't stay healthy or they think it's an Andrew Luck situation where all of a sudden because Carson loves God so much that he's going to become a preacher and quit football this year. I don't know. I mean, that's as logical as anything else. And maybe. Your whole premise the, is wrong. Uh, I mean, the locker room during the football game, the play, the playoff game, because of like, you know, because of the concussion he had, maybe he's going to quit. And the Eagles know that. I don't know. That would at least that would make sense to me, right? That, and then, that, that then makes the no other, sense. At all. Come on. I mean, you're first of all, you premise your whole argument on Jameis Winston is an acceptable backup for anybody. Like anybody wants to bring right. in a guy that threw thirty interceptions and, and, and back up somebody on their bench. And well, Cam the New Orleans same Saints argument. Just did it. Like, I want the brain headache of Cam Newton in my locker room. Well, seriously, Andy Dalton the way, can't walk it. anymore. Well, look, I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna repeat this over and over again. But I agree. They didn't. They didn't bring him in as a gadget player. They didn't bring him in just to be a backup. They brought him in because of his upside yeah. and because. They do have concerns that there's a real possibility that in two years they're going to need to to look look to the future. They're not completely sold uh, on Carson, and I think this says this, but it doesn't say that they're abandoning Carson. They're just they're just making sure that they're ready if there's something after Carson within the next few years instead of 10 years down the road. Yeah, I mean, look, the timing isn't ideal because it raises so many questions with your starter. and they, But they do love the quarterback position. I don't know why they do. They yeah, seem infatuated I, like, with it. I don't think it's crazy that their philosophy is that one of the weakest positions on our team last year was backup quarterback, which is an, an enormously important part of our football team, right. of yeah. any football team. If your what quarterback about goes down about and you're receiver? left with Sudfeld or McCown, you're out. We win that football game if McCown's not our quarterback last year. No, you don't. Oh, stop. <laughs> oh, no, my God, No, you don't win that game. You were a bad – you were a 9-7 and seven football team last year in a terrible yeah. division. Really? It's yeah. terrible division. We would have we would have won that game if Pete Carroll would have insisted on continuing to run the ball like he did. Yeah, yeah, they were trying to lose that game. They really well, were. Yeah, Seattle. Seattle's not very good either. Yeah. I mean, you know, and again, the winner of that game was just it, the winner. The, the the prize was is to go to get your ass kicked in Green Bay. Which right. What happened? Yeah, right. that's I know. But they I had a home playoff every, game that was I very. I remember hearing that every game in uh, in twenty seventeen as well when we went on to win the Super Bowl. Yeah. Now, don't get me wrong. Not saying I, I would I would have rather seen them go out and just build the team and hope that everything stays good with Carson, get another weapon in there in the second round. But I see what I see the process. I see what they were thinking. I, I don't. I mean, especially when 
there were all these rumors that they were trying to trade up with Atlanta, right? And the, the story that I've heard that's been reported by several people is that they contacted Atlanta and they said, we'll give you a third to move up to 16 so we can take C.D. Lamb, right? And that sounds reasonable, right? And Atlanta's response was, no, we want a second. No, 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 we can't give up a second. So they can't give up a second because they needed to use that second round pick on a backup quarterback? No, that see, that's the point. Not just a backup but a backup that has enough upside that they can see him being the Eagles quarterback in two years. I could see them playing two quarterbacks next year. I really could. I could see them running out a guy and, and on third down or in some situations in a goal line or something. I could see Well, Barn, Barnwell wrote a good article today, I think, trying to play devil's advocate and trying to figure out what they were doing and saying that he could see them bringing Hurts in a lot on like fourth and short where they could run him and then not worry about Wentz getting injured because he's a good runner and then they don't care if he gets injured. No. Yeah. yeah. No. <laughs> I don't know. I'm, just, I'm, I'm trying. Hey, look, I'm he's trying. a dynamic player. I mean, he's not a – I think you so, understand him a lot, Pierre. Guys, he threw for 30 touchdowns. He ran for 20 at last year in so Oklahoma. you also I mean, must think then that the Packers drafting of Jordan Love was also spectacular. Another no. spectacular move. <laughs> I'm telling you, I yes. think they see him as like a Lamar Jackson type who can throw a little bit better. Did you just compare Jalen Hurts to Lamar Jackson? Yes, I did. <laughs> hey, but by the way, that's that's an interesting point because what what was Lamar Jackson? Lamar Jackson's not coming into the league. He couldn't throw the ball. Not by people. Looks like you did great football. last year. Not, but no, nobody said that who watched football. That is right? so Lamar true. Jackson. Yes. Lamar Everybody Jackson said. lost his job at Louisville? Did he lose his job at college? Was he replaced in a game? No. Come on, Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson won the Heisman Trophy. Well, I mean, you know, this guy played at, 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 at first Alabama, which is the, the, the best place to play in the entire country, and then he went to Oklahoma, right. and he started both places. I mean, he's not chopped liver, Pierre. He really yeah. I'm not saying he's chopped liver. I'm yeah. not saying he's a bad quarterback. I'm just saying that – for the e, I would have thought for the Eagles with all the holes they have to fill, right? They're not one. They're not one player away from the Super. Bowl. They need cornerbacks. They need safeties. They need linebackers. They need all these positions. And you know, draft capital. When you're when you're the top hundred guys, right, in the country, there's every year there's what six, seven hundred players that come out of college, right? Those top hundred picks are just gold. And spending it on and when you're a team like the Eagles, who at least who thinks reasonably that we're a playoff team, right? We're not, we're not like, you're not, we're not rebuilding. We're a playoff team. We have a 27 year old, what we think is franchise quarterback. And if we were going to make the next leap to like go to the NFC championship game, using that draft capital, using a top 60 pick on somebody who, if everything goes right, will never play for you. Seems to me to be not the best use of resources. Well, Obviously, you don't like to pick Pierre, but you know we don't like Dallas Cowboys or or people that like the yeah, Dallas Cowboys. Well, Dallas either. sucks. Um, what is but what is your? Let's go to the Eagles fans, Casey or Rich. What is your greatest concern now? I mean, because that was an out of the blue pick. So now they got to they got say they have a strength at the quarterback position. What's the weakest unit or your biggest your biggest area of concern for this team? Well, I'll I'll go first to bring up a concern that hasn't been brought up yet is. How does this pick affect Carson Wentz? Um, you know, 
he he put out a tweet right away welcoming Jalen to the team. But man, <laughs> you can't tell me it's a good feeling when you bring in uh, a young kid like this. Because I think, you know, he sees what it could be, too. It's much more comfortable for a young quarterback to have a veteran like McCown brought in just to back him up, to have him in the quarterback room, to not have anyone, you know, especially here, especially here in Philly, man. There is no one more popular than the backup quarterback of the Philadelphia Eagles. Oh, sure. And that's sure. East yeah. ever. Um, I mean, so I just... You know, Sorry about that part of it. Um, as, as far as uh, uh, weaknesses with the team, I think we we still have some weakness at wide receiver because you know Jalen isn't a sure thing. Um, we're going to have Deshaun, who's thirty three now. Uh, we have Jaw, who was one of the worst receivers in the league last year. And to think that he's just going to bounce back this year and have this great year. And Alshon, who knows what's going on with him. Right. So I, I think Alshon's we, 179 years old and can't run. Yeah, they're That's looking right. kind of oldish at receiver. Kind of yeah. oldish and injurish. I see, I, I kind of disagree. I, I feel like if my quarterback can't I get I get why you didn't want Foles there. Because that is like that there's a Friggin' statue of the guy in the parking lot. <laughs> That's a lot to deal with. Yeah. But if my quarterback can't see the value one or shake off the threat of a dude that just got drafted, then <clears throat> all right, he's not mentally tough enough to be my quarterback. And I think Carson Wentz is. But I also think, as far as the receiver position is concerned, I was less worried. I, I definitely saw it as a weakness going into this draft, but I feel like a deficiency we've had for a while is sometimes we don't allow players to get on the field. Example being Greg Ward, Greg Ward grew tremendously. And a lot of people inside, <laughs> like Greg Ward did. he played great. You got to Sean. We got like, I mean, there is no guarantee on any receiver draft pick. Receivers take a while. We also, what, we traded for two more receivers? I mean, like, look, receiver will work out. I'm not worried about it. <laughs> uh, what I'm worried about is linebacker. We still, like, if, if, I, I think for 50 years we've stopped, we, we've not cared about linebackers. Yeah, it just isn't, it's not important to the Eagles. It just isn't, and it won't be for the next few years. I think you got to worry about a lot of things. I think they're old at receiver. They were. Ter- <laughs> Let's not forget. Let's not forget. Yeah, they were I terrible at receiver Greg, last year. That's Greg why Greg Ward, Ward played. Greg Ward played because they had no receivers. Right. You know, and so that that wasn't exactly a strength. They drafted somebody that you know. Hopefully, they still well, have no receivers. You don't I'm like Jalen Rager, Pierre? Come on, Jalen Rager. Well, listen, Jalen Rager is a. Nice, nice receiver, I guess. And we, the, the best thing from a scouting thing is like, boy, he'll go and get it when he's focused on it. That's what his, that's what his head coach says. So you have a guy that isn't always a hundred percent committed. He's five ten, okay. And I understand he had a bad forty time at the combine, but I don't know. I mean, I guess he's supposed to be fast, but again, he's a rookie. And Case, Casey's right. 
wide receivers take a couple of years to, a, to, you know, there's not many guys that are plug and play at the wide receiver position. I mean, Randy Moss was, but outside of that, not many guys are. And I don't think Jalen Rager, you're going to plug him into the lineup next year and he's going to catch 75 balls for a thousand yards. Right. So put Rager aside for a moment. Who's your two starting wide receivers on that team? Right. Who? I mean, Ertz is really your number one, right? All Sean and all Sean and and, and uh, Alshon's not going to play. He's not going to play, is he? Al Alshon won't be ready. But yeah, that's also you bring up a good point. Like, let's stop just talking about the receiver position because tight end is an enormous part of our receiver position. Well, no, Ertz has been your number one receiver for the last two or three years. Now. Yeah, I think they really just need somebody to run down the field and stretch the field a little bit. I think that's why they went with somebody like this. They have no speed. Without Deshaun, it's not a very speedy group of anybody. You got That being said, you have receivers. You have a great tight end. You have two great tight ends. But you need somebody, I think, to take take it off. You know, take the top. I, off the I, top. I think the I think the jury is still out on Dallas Goddard, Goddard being a great tight end. That's right? because you're just bitter, Dallas fan, because we swept in, yeah, and swooped just, in, and picked them up before you. Did. God, you Dallas guys were, love that story. In out of the night football booth, you wanted nothing to do with Dallas Goddard. We didn't. We we never wanted him. All right. We wanted a tight end, I'm sure, but we were taking Connor Williams with that pick. But. Is there any buzz on? I don't hate to, 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 to change subjects midstream, but I do. I am interested in somebody like Cam Newton. Is there any buzz on him around the league, going anywhere? None. Ugh. Well, Dal Dalton got Dalton got released today. Yeah. 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 Dalton's on the market, and I think Dalton gets a job before Cam. I think Dalton so will too. get a backup yeah. job before Cam Newton. Well, what if Cam what if they go? What do they go? Uh, well, Cam Newton in, in go Cincinnati. The backup Burrow. You know well, that's they, not, that doesn't make that's not the worst idea in the world. Although he would run, no, a, since, he couldn't run that offense. Cincinnati, if Cincinnati didn't release him today, they were on the hook for seventeen million. That's why they released him. Yeah. Yeah. No. What so, I'm saying is, what about Cam Newton as a backup to Cincinnati? Behind Burrow, that would be interesting, or maybe somebody stays in there and gets beaten up. I don't, somebody get hurt. Yeah, I don't. I don't think he's a great locker room guy. Right? My, yeah. <laughs> well, I don't know about that, but my guess is that Cam isn't isn't mentally in the place where he thinks he needs to sign as a backup. He may think if I wait around, someone might get hurt, and I'll be able to just go and and play somewhere. I agree with that. Yeah, I, I, I don't know waiting. why. Yeah, I don't know why the Chargers haven't signed him already to like a one-year deal. Right. If you're the because Chargers, he sucks at quarterback <laughs> and can't stay healthy. And Pierre, what <laughs> about why. your boy? What about your boy, because famous James? Is, is he? Gonna... I think he. I, I mean, I'm I'm surprised he took that little amount of money, but I think it's a great signing for the Saints, right? Yeah. I mean, you have a guy that in a in a pinch can step in and play. You know, you know, he's you know, like, listen. Famous is like, you know, it's warts and all, right? He threw 33 touchdowns last year. He also threw 30 picks. Right. He makes dumb decisions, but he's he's semi-mobile. He's got a good arm. He has good games. If you watch Tampa wasn't Bay last a, year, I mean, uh, Wasn't he a one overall? Where, where was he drafted? Yeah, was number one overall yeah. pick. Mariota. Mean, yeah. Now, I mean, you, you look back at that and you're like, I don't know. But, I mean, and, and it's funny when you hear people – you read these scouting reports on him, and it's exactly the, all the shortcomings with him, which is like too often doesn't doesn't read defenses real well, forces the ball into coverage, thinks he can always make the pass even when the coverage isn't there. But 
I mean, for three million bucks, you're telling me you wouldn't want to have him on as your backup for three million bucks? I wish the Cowboys had a guy that was that Clark, competent. I think you can sign anybody to come in and throw interceptions for three million dollars. I don't think sure. that's a special skill. He got it. He got it. Sight fixed. He did the Lasix this off season. He got right. the Lasix. That was it. That was it. He couldn't see anything. That'll help. <laughs> Telling me that's not going to help him. He did get the Lasix, Pierre. That's your no, boy. I mean, like I honestly thought of that too. Like in the off season, I'm like, oh, but but like I thought of it like for fantasy implications. Who are you to steal late in the draft for a bunch of like right. yards? I'm like, oh, maybe people forget about the Lasix. But I've done that with baseball players before too. You know, that get, get it in the who was the guy? Uh, was it Braun? I can't remember one of those guys got LASIK and I'm like, oh, I bet you got bounce back here. That didn't work at all. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, what's what's the uh, what's everybody's? Give me the give me everybody's power top three then in the NFC now post draft. Post draft. Okay. Post draft. I don't know who had a great draft. Okay. Not how, about the draft, the football team, right? right. Well, yeah. Now that now that now you know what the draft, how it happened in the draft, but yeah, you have to take in consideration the whole team. I think uh, San Francisco. I think New Orleans. Yeah. Uh, probably in. Hmm. You think anybody from the East are good? You think like that? You think Dallas is suddenly like going to vault up? I mean, Pierre. I, 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 I think I think it all depends on McCarthy. Right. I, McCarthy scares the living crap out of me. Yeah. And I want to be hopeful and be like, you know, I, I think that Garrett was such a disaster and the team so clearly kind of quit on them last yeah. year that they have the talent on paper. And if McCarthy can get through or, McC- or maybe and McCarthy's bringing in a bunch of different coaches and if they come up with schemes that work, I would put us in the top three. But I well, mean, as easily as the, I can see the Cowboys going twelve and four and being a legit threat, I could see them also going seven and nine, eight and eight, and the whole thing going off the rails at some point in the middle. Yeah, of the I mean that's too. the thing. It's like a new coach takes time too, right? And it's like I, I thought it was hysterical when they signed him because, and I've been saying for years, one of my favorite, one of my favorite assets to the Eagles is uh, whatever that bum head coach that just left was because. <laughs> Because the, the, the Cowboys yep. roster have been better, but he's always blown it away, blown it. Um, but the thing is, I can't believe they hired McCarthy when you have the best running back in the freaking league, and McCarthy doesn't want to run the ball. Yeah, I, love but, I mean that's the yeah. NFL. I mean, I don't know. That's the NFL. If he's smart, he'll figure out a way to use him. I think McCarthy. I think Jerry talked to McCarthy and said, "Look, uh, Kellen is going to run the offense." Uh, you are going to be the head coach in the same vein that Jason was the head coach. I don't think McCarthy's going in there and installing his offense. Have you heard that, Pierre? No, I don't think he is either. I, yeah, I think it's, he's, it's brought in, he's, he's, done, he's done a lot of stuff with the coaches outside of the OC. I mean, he's brought in his own special teams coordinator. He's brought in his own um, defensive coordinator. Um, right. Well, you know what? I mean, if he just, if he wasn't thinking about running a passing offense before this draft, I think once CD Lamb like fell in his lap, maybe he's changing the offense around a little bit right now. Don't you think? I mean, I mean, I just have to think that like on paper the offense is just flat out, you know, 
ridiculous, right? Well, you know I mean, what? You starting... know what? I hope we find out this year. I hope we find out that Dak Prescott is the overrated bum that I really think he, he is. <laughs> you keep on waiting for that, but it hasn't happened, has it? Well, he's been up until this point. He's a mediocre bum. But I want well, him to be an overrated like loser bum this year with all the weapons and everything. The one yeah. thing, the one thing that could derail everything too is his contract, right? Because now for a year, everybody's been saying, "Oh, they're going to sign him. They're going to sign him. They're going to sign him." They quietly still have not signed him. I don't know what it is. Jerry gives away money to everybody, right? Amari Cooper gets twenty million a year. You know, uh, you know, Zeke gets fifteen a year, and then his quarterback. Why won't you? Every day he waits on it, the the, the cost just goes up until Mahomes signs right. a deal for forty. But and the thing is, he it can't be a good football decision because Jerry Jones doesn't know football. So <laughs> it, I think it's more like it's not like he actually sees it for what it is, and that Dak Prescott is actually an overrated bum that sucks at football. Um, <laughs> it's more that I, I just think he's making a dumb move again because I he he just. I think he values Dak Prescott, and I do think that the Eagles have two quarterbacks better than Dak now. I heard uh, Jarrah is <laughs> I heard uh, Jerry Jones was Are spotted. Are we just making up stuff now? Yeah, we're, just we're just making up stuff and say boom afterwards. Does that count? Yes, this is this is the wild, <laughs> baseless accusation portion of our of our program. Like I'm going to go with this. Right. I heard that Jerry Jones has been par- quarantining with Cam Newton. <laughs> And, and has spent the last six weeks with him, so maybe that affects how he thinks of him. I don't know. I'm just throwing that out there. Uh, Did they, well, what's Amari Cooper? Did they sign him? Yes. All right. So yeah, it's weird to me. I get signing Zeke, but it, it. I don't get that. I mean, I think the last thing you want to do is spend a ton of money on a running back in today's NFL. But I mean, right. Well, well Zeke. And Jerry, Jerry Jones is just like every single Cowboys fan. He's just remembering the 90s. He's like, oh, well, I had a really good running back. There, I got to sign him. Another way that the Cowboys got lucky is Amari Cooper had them by the balls and just kind of folded and took what is not really a good contract for him. There's not a lot of guaranteed money in that deal. He could have well, really twisted them, and he didn't. So you guys, you got more. The Redskins offered him more money. The uh-huh. Redskins offered him much more money, and he turned it down. More guaranteed from the Redskins, he turned it down. You know why? Because no, he loves Dak. He loves having that top three quarterback, <laughs> baby. That's what he loves. <laughs> All right, let's uh, let's wind down the, the NFL talk with this question for the panel, which is. Um, I don't know. I mean, you're way too early conference representatives uh, for the Super Bowl next year and a reason why. Who do you think will be representing the Super Bowl next year? Let's go with Rich Bobby. <laughs> well, I, I can't imagine any reason why you wouldn't say that the Chiefs are going to be back there sure. uh, with the information uh. that we have right now. Um, they're just, you know, they're, they're set to go and they haven't, they haven't really lost anyone, Mm -hmm. uh, too, too significant over the course of this off season. So who are they facing then? Who are they facing in the Super Bowl? Yeah, that's a good question. Um, who did he say you broke up over here? Uh, Rich had the chiefs as the AFC for obvious reasons. Okay. Right. Okay. Yeah. 
So I I don't know. I don't think the Saints are going to be <laughs> as good as you know a lot of us think they're going to be. Um the Saints might have a, they might have a hangover from years past. You never know. I mean, they've been close yeah, now. Like they've every pretty... year, everybody thinks they're gonna yeah. like win the Super Bowl, yeah. and they just fizzle out. Yeah, and I don't agree I with Pierre on everything, year, but if they were getting if they were getting a second one, it was the year that they let Stefan Diggs catch that. Right. You know, the year right. we went in and smoked. Right. Because that was a much scarier game. Yeah. The, I, I know they're not great outside, but those guys coming here was a much scarier game than the Vikings. Absolutely. The year we won it was the Saints' chance to win their second yep. one. I agree with the, you. Like, they had a good team that I, year. Yep. They, they, Of course, they're regular season monsters. Like, if they can somehow get the, the home well, their field home, yeah, Their out, home field advantage is like, you know, it's like them in yeah. Seattle. It's like ridiculous. They just they yeah. win all the time. So who do you yeah. think against them, uh, Case? Do you think it's going to be you, – do you agree with Rich? Do you think the AFC is the Chiefs to lose? Well, honestly, I would rather wait for Pierre to come back to give my answer. Uh. <laughs> Pierre went to refill his mug. All right, so let me make some wild, uh, uh, bold predictions. Yes, let's hear your prediction, Scarp. The my one prediction is this: the um, in in true Super Bowl hangover tradition, the Niners will miss the playoffs this year somehow, and I don't know how it's going to happen. Somehow they will miss it. Okay. Yep. Number two, my representatives from each league, I'm going to say the Oakland Raiders from the AFC. They're not even in Oakland anymore. Well, maybe they will be, wherever they are. (laughs) Pierre's back. Pierre's back from from getting his beer. They go back to Oakland. Okay. Uh, The Oakland Raiders will be playing, let me see. You know what? Uh, Before Pierre says it, I'm going to say the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Because wouldn't that be wouldn't that be a garbage Super Bowl of all time? Oh wait, they did yeah. that before. What am I saying? Yeah, it's happened. Right. My like... my representatives for the Super Bowl will be Andy versus Doug, nice. Eagles Chiefs. And you asked why? Reason why? Two words, Pierre: emotional mm-hmm. intelligence. Emotional Taylor intelligence. <laughs> Emotional. All right, All right, so Pierre, we've heard from Rich, we've heard from Casey, we've heard from me. Your representatives from each conference and any kind of bold NFL prediction you want to make. So just to summarize so far from the AFC, we've gotten Casey, Oakland, the Las Vegas Raiders, and who else? What was the third one? Casey, who'd you have from uh, for the AFC? Uh, you had Casey as well, right? I had Casey. All right, yeah. so two for Casey and one for Oakland because I just like being different. And then we had Eagles, Tampa Bay, and who? Casey, who'd you like? Eagles. Rich, who did you have? I I didn't pick someone from the NFC yet. All right. Well, I mean, come on, we're running short on time here. How about an answer? Yeah, I'll say I'll say the Eagles. Hey, there you go. <laughs> this is this is really hard hitting analysis. Very I I can tell you this though, I I'm scared to death that Mike McCarthy is not going to be awful and that Dallas is going to be quite right. Well, All right, I'm not, what do you I'm got for here's, here's the here's the here's what's really going to happen. 
Okay. Number one, the Chiefs are not going to the Super Bowl next year. If there's a team that's going to suffer from the hangover, it's fat Andy Reid and the goddamn Chiefs, right? <laughs> because the team, the team that's hungry, the team that's going, the team that was probably favored until they gagged are your Baltimore Ravens, right? right? That was the team to beat this year. They were the hottest team in the NFL. They were new to the playoffs. Right. The spot was too big for them. Right. They're going to come back hungry next year, right. and the fat, satisfied Chiefs are going to get knocked off. Baltimore is going to the Super Bowl. Wow. Um, Josh stole my hot take on the Tampa Bay pick, which I still, <laughs> I still kind of like. I still, I got a very... 1993 Kansas City Chiefs vibe with the whole Brady thing. But, of course, if you remember, in 93, Montana took the Chiefs all the way to the AFC AFC Championship game only to lose somehow to the Buffalo Bills. So I have to say that, you know, if everything everything breaks the right way, uh, I'm going to have to go with your Minnesota Vikings. Wow. And I think they got a really good coach. I think they got a really good running back. I think they were addition by subtraction by getting rid of Stephon Diggs, who I think oh was a God. pain in the ass on that team. <laughs> and I think with with Zimmer's defense and Dalvin Cook running the ball and game manager, uh, you know, at quarterback, I think they have enough in a kind of watered down NFC, I think. Yeah. To go, They're going to suck on wheels. The Super Bowl. They are going to suck on yeah. wheels. Well, well, guys, it's been a pleasure uh, chatting with everybody. I want to ask, I know this is a little impromptu, we didn't plan this, but do Casey or or Rich want to play us out with any short selection? Casey, you guys, go. You guys can fight over it. Flip a coin. <laughs> fighting. Casey's the Casey's the man here. All right. What do you got Play ready something. for us? You got anything ready for us, Case? Yeah, well, I, I wouldn't say ready, but, you know, nobody listens to this anyway, so. That's <laughs> true. We could do whatever we want. We we could threaten high people in high areas of state government and, and federal government, and really nobody would come down. We should, just to see exactly what our audience is. No, I, I, I think the FBI actually shows up. The look, if there's one thing I know about the Patriot Act is they're always listening to everything. All right. Stop me if the sound sucks. Go for it. Here we go. It's last night, pre-flight. Zero hour, 9 a.m. And I'm gonna be high As a kite by then I miss the earth so much I miss my wife Lonely out in space on such a time. Let's fly. I think it's gonna be a long, long time. The touchdown brings me round again to find I'm not the man that. Ain't the cop, the president.
raise your kids. In fact, it's cold as hell. And there's no one there to raise them. Did you dare? the science I don't understand it's just my job five days a week a rocket Casey Parker, bring it at home. Rocket Man, I love it. Thank you guys so much. I just picked that one because it says the word touchdown in it. We're all sucking. <laughs> <laughs> well, Casey Parker, thank you for the Rocket Man. Uh, Rich Bobby, Pierre Latour, thanks for being with us, guys. Now, we're going to... We're going to keep this uh, – we're going to come back probably and have one more segment after some messages. Um, but I want to thank these guys for this uh, early segment on the NFL draft. Uh, we'll be back right after these words, justice for all. During the quarantine, Jose Pistolas is offering a simple menu for a simple time. Go to josepistolas.com and check out the simple menu. Whether you are craving burritos, tacos, nachos, or beer, yes, beer, curbside pickup and delivery are available. Call Jose's today at 215-545-4101. Jose Pistolas, serving the community and satisfying cravings. That's 215 215- Five four five four one zero one. Justice for All has been brought to you by the law offices of Scarpello and Latour. Our attorneys are available 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Call us today at 215-732-0460. Or visit us on the web at www.phillybestdefense.com.